this is Olena of olenablay.com and welcome to another clear-headed podcast episode where we're gonna discuss some of the biggest skincare mistakes you could ever make. Oh my god, you need to listen to this so that you actually get clear skin. <laughs> so that you stop repeating the mistakes of the past and experience healthy skin again. So as you're joining me, please let me know where in the world you are. How did you find my content? <laughs> Do you use my content? <laughs> Um, I just had a routine review actually with a client and uh, I have to share her story with you because there's just so many lessons here that you can take away from her experience and her thinking and her story is not unique by any means because it just keeps happening to you guys. <laughs> It's like the same thing keeps happening over and over and over again. Oh my God. Uh, Marsa Baby says, Indonesia, and now my skin is amazing because of your video. What? Okay, can you please send me your progress photos? Because I live, live for your progress photos, okay? Like, they just make me so happy. And then it also shows the rest of you what is possible when you just support and protect your skin. That's all you need to do in order to have nice skin. <laughs> uh, Milan, good to see you. She says, hi, Canada, skin queen since 2019. That's right. Oh my God. You have absolutely amazing skin, Milan. <laughs> Such good skin. All right, guys, so I'm just going to get into some of these skincare mistakes and some of these skincare misconceptions to try to get you back on track so that you can get your clear skin back because you had the clear skin before and then something happened. Whew. So we have to avoid that something, <laughs> okay, and then support and protect our skin and then we get the clear skin back, right? In the case of my client, she is 27 years old and since she was a teenager, she thought she had acne, but the girl in front of me didn't have acne. She had rosacea, so she still had a skin condition, but she thought this whole time that she had acne and she was scrolling all kinds of skincare content, including Banish, you know, Banish, Banish Acne Warriors. Basically, by reading her skincare routine, I was like, okay, I can see that this came from this influencer, this came from that influencer, this came from another influencer, right? By the product choices, I could tell that this was heavily Instagram influenced. But one of the things that she had in her skincare routine, and I've touched on this on previous lives, and I think it's important to touch on this again, is she had tretinoin in her skincare routine. So prescribed by a dermatologist because she's seen dermatologists throughout her life, right? Here's the kicker. She doesn't have acne. She has rosacea, meaning the tretinoin is the absolute wrong thing for her, especially right now, especially how her skin is feeling. It was like a total mismatch. And all of these products that she was using and how she was using them, they were a mismatch for the skin condition and for her individual skin's needs. Except this is what happens when you think you know what you have, okay? This is important. When you think you have acne, because everybody on the fucking internet thinks that they have acne, and you go to see a dermatologist, what do you say to them? You say, hey, I have acne, give me this or that, or help me fix this, I have acne. So her dermatologist, I mean, it's very common for dermatologists to give you, she also went on three rounds of Accutane. I forgot to mention three, three rounds of Accutane. And the so-called acne came back 
because it isn't until we stop creating the conditions possible for the acne to, you know, exist, <laughs> right, that the acne keeps chasing us, right? And so she went to see this dermatologist and was like, I have acne, I have acne, I have acne. And so the dermatologist, like, it does, he doesn't have time to figure out what you have, especially when they hear from you what you have, right? Because of you being so sure that you know what you have, you go in there telling the dermatologist what you think you have, and the dermatologist believes you. And this is a tale as old as time. Like some of the times you will actually have acne and the dermatologist might actually give you something useful for that, you know, and maybe you do have a pretty good skincare routine at home already. And so the thing that the dermatologist gives you, it's all going to work together and you might actually see results. But that, it sounds to me like a fucking fluke, doesn't it? <laughs> so some of you do have actual acne. Some of you will fluke into a solution, but a lot of you don't have acne. And this is important. This girl was treating her skin as though she had acne. When again, she had rosacea and she had quite sensitive skin, but she was treating it very aggressively to the point where she was using, like I said, tretinoin. Also, Banish, you know how Banish, they have that stupid ass derma stamp or whatever, where you're literally poking holes in your face with needles? You know that device? <sighs> so we have to talk about this device because it is not suitable for anybody. Like literally no human should be poking their skin with needles at home. It doesn't matter what you think you have. If you think it's acne or if it's something else, it doesn't matter. Nobody needs to do that to their skin. It is a recipe for long-term disaster. And this is why all the banished fucking warriors, whatever they're called, this is a marketing tribe. They all have the fucking discount code for banish. This is why they do it. And I get it. There's some, you know, wishful thinking there. There's some hope that this thing is going to work, that it's going to heal the scarring when it actually creates more scarring. I get all of this. But if you look at the results, I have not seen a single person that promotes Banish have like amazing skin, healthy skin. They're usually all super scarred up, super inflamed. And it's like, why would anybody want to follow the skincare advice or strategy or products of somebody who has ruined their skin to such a degree. There's that marketing, right? Because companies are, they're with it, right? So they see, oh, we can just use people with skin conditions to market our stuff because people don't understand <laughs> that, that your skincare habits lead to your results. So they're just gonna blame their hormones or whatever and they're gonna think that this is normal I just, I don't get the thinking behind this kind of marketing, frankly. It doesn't make any sense to me. But yet it works. And so many people buy banished products not understanding that the results are not going to be very good. <laughs> okay? So this is a public service announcement for anybody. Like, no banish. No poking your face with needles. And just none of their products are good. And also, there is no reason for us to be too sure about our skin condition. You know, it's more useful for you to think, okay, you know what, something in my skincare routine is not working for me. Like my skin is maybe uncomfortable, it's inflamed, I'm getting consistent clogging. See, like those are more objective descriptions of what is actually going on. But as soon as you give it a diagnosis, Oh, it's acne, oh, it's this. Now you're gonna be a little too sure and now confirmation bias might set in. You're biasing yourself and you're gonna bias the doctor who you're dealing with. So they might not look elsewhere because you just told them what you have, you just diagnosed yourself. 
it's useful to describe, but as soon as you've diagnosed also, you might be scrolling how to get rid of acne or acne positivity or acne community, acne, 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 acne. Meanwhile, you don't even have acne. And my client, she spent, uh, I don't know, uh, 13, 14 years roughly, 14 years thinking that she had acne. Is that useful? And, and identifying with this and only looking for a solution for acne. This is why I tell you guys when you find my content and a lot of you are like, how do I heal this? How do I heal that? And that's not what you say, actually. People don't word it like that. People word it like, how do I get rid of this? How do I get rid of that, right? But nobody's asking the right question. And the right question is, how do I support and protect my skin? Because if we ask this question, then we can get some objective answers. Hmm, well, my cleanser is harsh as fuck, for example. Or yeah, I've been oil cleansing. Is that even cleansing? What the fuck is oil cleansing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or what actives am I using? I mean, when I use them, my skin is really red and raw and tingles and burns. I feel my face throughout the day or it's really tight or flaky. Or am I moisturizing properly? Or is my skin uncomfortable and tight throughout the day? Like, am I protecting it from the sun? From DNA damage? No? You see, like, when you ask a good question, you actually get some good answers, right? Am I supporting and protecting my skin? How am I supporting and protecting my skin? Am I doing things correctly? Am I listening to my skin? Or are my results fucked? Or is my skin uncomfortable in the end? If we ask the right question, holy fucking shit, we actually get some context. We actually get some direction. Okay, all right, my actives, yes, maybe they are a little too harsh. Maybe I think that I have acne, but you know what? What, what if I don't have acne? What if my skin just needs a little better hydration? Or, or maybe I just have one clogging product in my routine or a product that is super drying and just like zaps my skin of all moisture. Maybe that's why I'm just having this reaction on my skin. You see, it's a little easier this way. Then you don't have to put on the fucking acne hat. That's it. I have acne. I have acne for life. I'm an acne sufferer. I have to behave like an acne sufferer now. So every day I'm just going to talk about my skin. I'm going to take selfies of my skin. I'm going to touch my skin. I'm going to poke my skin. How do I get rid of this? How do I get rid of this? It's a totally different approach. And one works and one doesn't. I just want you to help yourself, right? I want you to actually get the results that you want. I don't want you to struggle unnecessarily because clear skin is not something that you achieve through struggle. It's something that you achieve through your habits, through being strategic, through being chill. <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't have to be a dramatic experience. It doesn't have to be an exciting experience. It could be a totally neutral, chill experience. That's it, okay? But we have to look at the subject correctly. If we don't, we get bamboozled left and right. And like my client, even there was this brand. I'm like, how did you find this brand? Some random brand I've never heard before. She's like, oh, some people who recommended Banish also recommended this brand. But like, who are these people? They are, they're not experts. These are just random girls on the internet who are struggling with the same stuff that you're struggling with. How, how, how is it that we believe that somebody in the same boat as us, literally same boat, okay? The boat is headed in the wrong fucking direction. Clear skin is over there, okay? This boat is headed this way. Okay, we're in the same boat and I'm just sitting next to this chick and I'm like, so what do you use? Oh, that? Okay, well, I should try it. 
the, the boat is headed in the wrong direction. You're both in the same boat. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? When I read the routine and then when I saw how her skin was peeling, I was like, holy fucking shit, this is like all the wrong things for her. But again, if you just make a bunch of assumptions about your skin, right, and you ignore the data in front of you, then yeah, things are not gonna turn out well. Part of her thought that it was genetic because her parents had acne, you know, and it's like, we don't even know if it was acne because everyone's self-diagnosing. Everyone's self-diagnosing. It's very important, and I'm gonna, I, I feel like I'm gonna repeat this anytime I show up, is an occasional pimple is not a full-blown skin condition and people with healthy skin break out once in a while, okay? It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with your skin. It's just very important that you understand that. Otherwise, you might be chasing that perfect fucking skin for the rest of your life thinking you're an acne sufferer when you're not. And I just find it so unfair that girls especially are targeted with this nonsense ever since we're young, like ever since we're like 12, 13, right? When we hit puberty, suddenly all of us go through this horrible, unnecessary experience. Instead of our parents or, you know, like adults in our lives celebrating us changing and growing up, our hormones are changing, this is great. We're producing more sebum on our faces, this is normal. And instead of that being celebrated, we're told, oh, oh, now you have acne, it's genetic. Or, oh, it's your hormones. It's your hormones that are causing this thing. And it's like, nobody's saying, honey, honey, you're becoming a woman. This is fantastic. Yay, congratulations. Now that you're becoming a woman, you're going to start having a skincare routine like, like I do. Because... I talked about this with my client today. I didn't have a skincare routine when I was like 12, 13. And like, I saw my mother doing skincare, but I really didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> because like makeup, it seemed like something that adults do, you know, and it didn't feel like something I needed to think about or consider. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously as a 12 year old, I was not wearing makeup. I just was not. Uh, it took me until I was like, 17 or 18 to wear mascara, okay? <laughs> lip gloss started sooner, lip gloss. Love the lip gloss. <laughs> but but like eyeshadow, eyeliner, mascara, that literally took until I was like 17. Last year of high school, I think I started wearing mascara for the first time. I was resisting it for so long. <laughs> Everyone else was wearing mascara and I'm like, no. Like adults, I guess maybe they think that we should know this stuff, but I did not know that I needed to take care of my skin. Nobody told me that that was like a thing. And I didn't know that it was a thing. But then... Because you don't understand that, hey, like when you're creating more sebum and like you'd never wash your face, your skin's gonna have some texture and this texture is normal. This is not a bad thing. We're relying on whatever we find on the internet, whatever our peers tell us or whatever that fucking proactive commercial tells us, right? That was really my foray into skincare was I went into like the acne section at Shoppers Drug Mart. <laughs> For the Canadians out there, you know what I'm talking about. The acne section where everything's like clean and clear, Neutrogena, and I think that's where I started. And then it was proactive because that's all you think you can do, right? If you have acne, you got to use things for acne that solve acne. But you don't think like, oh, maybe I just need to cleanse, moisturize, sunscreen. Maybe I just need to support this organ and then it won't clog. 
And then maybe I don't need all these actives, you know, like, like the really drying shit that proactive contains. But nobody thinks like this and nobody taught us to think like this. And so we're constantly chasing this problem. We're constantly trying to get rid of something instead of just simply like helping this organ out. It's really frustrating that so many of us fall for this stuff because again, it's really unnecessary really unnecessary. All right, let me see what you guys all saying. Have you gone through something similar? Let me see here. Hi, Elena, I'm from Singapore. Is there one supplement you would take without fail every day? Uh, supplements is something that you should talk to your doctor about. In general, many supplements are unregulated and everyone's different. So I don't think there's like one supplement that somebody needs to take. You know what I mean? Literally everybody's different. It's like saying, is there one food that everybody needs to eat? And it's like, what if I'm allergic to that particular food? You know what I mean? So I think it's important to take individual context into account always, always. There is no one supplement that's going to get you clear skin. Uh, I know that wasn't the question, but I feel like I have to say that because many people fall for these types of claims. There is no such thing. All right. Hi, Elena. What's your opinion about shea butter in a moisturizer for acne prone skin? It depends on the formula. So sometimes it's awesome and then sometimes it's not. <laughs> so it, it entirely depends on the formula. Nurzetti asks, hi, Elena, how to avoid clogging if your skin is oily? What do you mean? My skin is oily and there's no clogging. This is another myth, by the way. Oily skin is fantastic. I mean, people ask me all the time, Elena, I want to glow like you, you know? And it's like, why does my skin glow? Because it is naturally oily. But there's this huge myth that if your skin is oily, that you're going to necessarily see clogging. And it entirely depends on how you care for your skin. For example, people with acromegaly, a hormonal disorder where the person produces crazy amounts of sebum oil, people don't have acne. So excess sebum, having oily skin is not an issue. Okay. And I just wanted to stop the whole vilification of sebum. Oily skin is amazing, it's amazing, and it can look amazing, okay? So there's absolutely no reason to be like, oil, acne, oil, acne. We need to get rid of that thing, uh, the connection. And again, uh, one person uh, told me, like, she, she used my content and got clear skin, and she said that uh, she's never heard that people with dry skin can break out because their skin is too dry, <laughs> right? People with dry skin, they can get acne. And it's not beneficial for us to like dehydrate our skin or like just have super, super dry skin, right? It's also not in our best interests. So um, anyway, so how do you prevent clogging? There's many different ways you can prevent clogging, uh, but primarily with oily skin, it's important that you don't use very like heavy products that mess with your microbiome and lead to weird imbalances in terms of bacteria on your skin. And it is important with oily skin to cleanse twice a day, to moisturize properly, to use sunscreen. Context, it depends on the context. Every one of you is different, you know? So I'm not the type of person to be like, use this product and that way you'll prevent clogging if you have oily skin. But in some cases, like the addition of a salicylic acid containing product can be helpful in preventing clogging. But again, it's so important that you understand that what I'm saying here is general advice. It's not specific. This is very important because like my client, she thought that she was getting specific advice from random people on the internet for acne. 
she thought she had oily, acne-prone skin. Turns out she had oily rosacea, (laughs) okay? (laughs) And the oily part was not the issue. It wasn't a bad thing, but she thought it was, you know, and she thought that her three pimples meant she had acne. And so when you guys say, what should I do? I'm like, I don't know what you have. And I don't believe you when you tell me what you have. I have to see it for myself. I have to learn about your skin for myself in order for me to be effective. Okay. So I'd love to know all all of your skin and blah, blah, blah. I'd love to be able to tell you, oh, you need this, you need that. But without knowing anything about your skin, it's impossible for me to be effective. Okay. So that's just something that I hope you guys understand. (laughs) And no expert in any field is able to be effective without knowing your situation, knowing it objectively, not through your subjective perspective. Because once again, most of you misdiagnose yourselves and mischaracterize your skin. Clean Living Beauty says, yes, this makes sense to let your skin thrive with basic skincare before attacking it with harsh acne products. You might not even need it. Exactly. I think it's more important to master the boring basics before trying out all kinds of things that you probably won't even need. Like, why use something that you don't need? It comes back to this idea, like, why are you treating your skin as though there's a problem with it when it's healthy? Because many people do. Many people have healthy skin. They don't know that they have healthy skin. And they're like, what can I do to get rid of acne? And suddenly they're attacking their skin with all kinds of heavy duty actives. And they didn't even have the problem that they thought they had. And then they ruin their skin due to user error because most people misuse these things. And then they're like, how do I get my clear skin back? If they even have the awareness that they had clear skin to begin with. Because most people forget that they once had clear skin and then they ruined it. The ruining didn't happen overnight. (laughs) It didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen to you. You were a participant in it, (laughs) the main participant, okay? Most people don't see it like that, right? They just keep thinking, it's happening to me. What can I use to get rid of it? What can I use to get rid of it? It's the wrong approach, wrong approach. Hi, Olena. I'm using the three-step moisture method thanks to you and my skin is improving, but why it's still itch? I don't have the full context to tell you why it would itch Um, because I don't know if you have some weird drying actives in your skincare routine. I don't know if you have a yeast overgrowth on your skin. Like I literally have no idea. I don't know if your products are well formulated because the three-step moisture method, it can maximize your current routine. So if you have some moisturizer in your routine already and you just apply it on damp skin, that's gonna improve things. But if you add that humectant serum step, the second step of the three-step moisture method, that really maximizes how well this step works. But the assumption is that all these things are well-formulated and sometimes they're not. I hope that yours are well-formulated. I don't wanna scare you or anything. Like I seriously don't wanna scare you because that can actually ruin things. You just being worried about, is it working? Is it not working? So I don't want you to feel that way. Just give it time and gather data. But personally, I don't have enough data to, you know, draw any conclusions. Mm, That's a good question. I wish I could answer it. On the topic of rosacea, what would you recommend to be done generally? Uh, Good hydration, three-step moisture method, and sunscreen. Sunscreen is extremely important for rosacea. Just being really gentle with your skin, not forcing it into anything um, is really important. Uh, Like really good sun protection is very, very important. 
And just giving it time as well, because most people are so impatient, they would rather ruin their skin today than like wait it out and have it heal. I see this approach left and right on the internet where a person's like, I don't know what I have, but I'm gonna try every single thing to ruin my skin. And then they do. Meanwhile, if you just pause, right, gather more data, perfect the boring basics, then you might be like, ah, ah, I just, I just needed basic skincare and I have amazing skin. This is why so many people who find my content, that's the response that they have because they master the boring basics and then suddenly their skin's amazing. They're like, oh my God, I just needed basic skincare. Ah, revolutionary. <laughs> I've been following you for a long time and I'm still on the learning curve to understand how skincare works and how to understand it. Oh my God, it's complex. I do have a question. Is every form of oil bad in the sense that none can be used together with a great moisturizer? For example, there's squalene in a lot of great moisturizers. You wrote squalene, but you probably meant to say squalane, the hydrogenated version of squalene, because squalene goes off really quickly. So that's no, no bueno, not a good one. Squalane is not an oil, actually. <laughs> if we're gonna, oh man. So squalene is not an actual oil. And I mean, on its own, it's just more emollient, right? So 100% squalane is not an effective moisturizer. But if there's a little bit of it in your moisturizer, then it could be a fantastic ingredient. And it could suit a lot of people, whether acne prone skin, rosacea, just regular skin, dry skin could benefit. But what was the question? Is every form of oil bad? Most skin just doesn't need 100% oil. So it's not that it's bad, it's just not useful. And for some people it can cause real issues. Like if you're using straight up just oil, <laughs> like unnecessary, like seriously, this type of nonsense, it sells a lot of oil, sure, okay, great but like we care about the results, right? But having a little bit of oil, a teeny bit of, uh, it depends on the oil. Like it depends on the oil. They're all somewhat different, but in general, you just wouldn't want 100% oil. 100% of any ingredient would be, except maybe water would be a bit weird and un unnecessary. This is why, you know, like a lot of people, they're really arrogant when it comes to cosmetic chemistry because they're like, oh my God, I could just make this in my kitchen and it's gonna be way better. It's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. It's gonna be some weird, disgusting concoction that is unsafe for human use on the skin, A, and B, it's gonna come with all kinds of issues. Like we want the stuff to be formulated in a lab and we want the cosmetic chemists to think about the formula and maybe add a little bit of the squalane, but not have it be the entire formula. That's not a formula, that's just one ingredient. You know what I mean? Some thought and creativity and skill has to go into formulating products. But a lot of people who are like afraid of things that they don't understand, because that's what it comes down to. Ingredients I can't pronounce are bad. You know, or chemicals are bad. No, it's just, it comes down to, you don't understand what this does, so you're afraid of it. Once you learn what it does, you're not afraid of it. A lot of people, because they're afraid of things that they don't understand, they think that a single ingredient is safer, but that's not true. It's probably worse for you when it's a single ingredient than when it's a combination of lovely ingredients in a safe formula that doesn't, you know, fuck shit up. 
there's that. I would go for reputable companies over small companies and any company that says that they're clean, that they're like paraben free or preservative free. I would run in the opposite direction. Okay. That was a very interesting question. And we go into this topic of understanding ingredients so that you're not afraid of anything in the Skin Queen course. So for those of you who are interested in learning more about this topic, we literally cover every single aspect of this topic in the Skin Queen course. So everything you need to know so that you know how to shop for skincare, so that you can differentiate between badly formulated and well-formulated products, so that you know how to apply each step of your routine, so that you know how to treat every single skin condition, the common Ones. Just go to my website if you're interested and you can read all about the course and learn more about it. We cover all of this stuff so you are empowered to make good skincare decisions and create amazing skincare habits and therefore have awesome results. But like you're able to tailor things to your own skin's needs and you know what information is important and what information is nonsense that you can just ignore because it's stupid as distraction. Hi, Olena, do you prefer physical or chemical sunscreen? Personally, I love chemical sunscreen. Like, love it. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think I have both in my collection. It's not really a collection. I think I have, what, two, three sunscreens in my rotation, but like, two that I really gravitate the most to. So for sunscreen recommendations, you guys can visit my YouTube channel or my website and learn more about some good possible options. But I'm like, a, I would lean towards chemical. I just love. Some chemical formulas are just insane. <laughs> ah. Any advice for sebaceous filaments? Well, no, because everyone has them. Your pores fill up with oil and this isn't a flaw. And this isn't a condition. This is just a human having pores and normal skin structure. No, no advice whatsoever except maintain sinks distance so that you can see your skin clearly. Because when you're looking at your skin up close, you think you have stuff in your pores, but that's just normal. That's literally just your skin. Like everyone has this. <laughs> Anybody who gives you advice for sebaceous filaments just is really, uh, what's the word, preying on your insecurities. Like they're really preying on your insecurities. Don't let them, okay? All right, did I answer all your questions? Fantastic. Now I think it's time to take a break from all this talking because like I said, I just had this routine review and now the pleasure though that I get <laughs> is that we have created a routine that is so supportive and kind to my client's skin that, oh, I am so excited for what's about to happen for her skin because again, it's an entirely different approach. Like it's actually gonna be gentle for once and actually listen to her skin's needs. <sighs> oh, like I look at this the before all the crazy stuff she was using and in the after it's gonna be oh, oh, amazing amazing but I mean hopefully she won't you know get influenced by social media because th that's one of my fears is whenever I work with a client is I give them literally a specific thing that they need to do not their neighbor not my best friend not my husband they need to do and I've had this happen where sometimes a client will do the routine but then she'll hear me or somebody else say something online, some general advice or something, you know, like, and she'll take it as though it's about her case. And then she'll make a change that doesn't serve her. And I'm just like, why? 
you have like a specific, it's literally just for your skin. All you have to do is keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just don't get distracted, you know? And then they get distracted. It's not all the time, but when it happens, I'm just so upset. <laughs> like, you'd think I would get used to it, but no, it's, it's upsetting every time. <laughs> because the poor skin, you know, it's just like an unnecessary detour into some bullshit. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, follow-up question. <laughs> Sorry, I read your question and made me laugh. I'm about to read it out loud. Having chocolate because chocolate is excellent for your health. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, I gave up chocolate even. Chocolate used to be like my favorite dessert and I gave it up for clear skin. <laughs> Never got the clear skin. Oh, crazy. Follow up to the question to the chemical or physical sunscreen. Read that the toxicity levels of chemical sunscreen in the US is high. I have a follow up question for you. Where did you read it? Because sunscreen is one of the most highly regulated products ever. The testing that a company has to go through in order to be able to put out a sunscreen is very, very high. They're usually some of the safest products like ever. It's just, it's a very tightly regulated industry. I would not be afraid. Just use the sunscreen because you know what's worse for your health? Cancer. So, <laughs> skin cancer. And weirdly, I run into too many people who have had skin cancer removed, whether they be my age, a bit older, and I'm just like, holy fucking shit. It's really common. Like everywhere in Canada and France, like uh, American friends I've had this happen to. And it's so crazy. And yet there's still all this fear around sunscreen. And you have to ask, where is this fear coming from? Because it's often coming from a bunch of conspiracy theorists who don't understand this topic at all. And people who don't understand a topic often imagine the worst. And that says a lot more about them than it does about sunscreen. Because again, imagine, I'll give you this really basic example. You met a person, a stranger that you don't know. And within 10 minutes of talking to them, you go to another person, you're like, that girl, she is this and she is that. And you start like telling them who this person is when you've met them for 10 minutes. Like, that's a snapshot in time. You don't know this person at all. Right? But you're like, yeah, she's such a, oh my God, she's so annoying. Like she, she said this and she seems like that. And I'm like, oh, I can't. <laughs> what does that say about the person? Nothing. It says everything about you. You're judgmental, you're a gossip, et cetera, et cetera. You're not trustworthy because you can't even gather data about a person to then give an opinion about the person. You know what I mean? So we know this about people, right? We know that it takes a long time to get to know a person. We know that people are multidimensional, right? We know that in one conversation, we're not gonna know anything about them. You know, it could be a bad day, or it could be something else, like if they if they did anything, or it could be you, who's just a really not a fun person, and like you bring out the worst in people. It could be that. You know, if you're the person who thinks everybody sucks, you're you're probably the one who sucks, right? So anyway, it's it's complicated. And so it's the same with any topic, cosmetic chemistry. Sunscreen in particular, that's its own huge specialty. There's a lot to sunscreen. So us lay people, we're not gonna know stuff about it. But whenever you feel afraid of something, whenever the word toxin is used, you know, unless it's an actual toxic spill, like you have to add a few question marks and be a little skeptical, okay? Like, who are these people? Is this Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> Is this Gwyneth? Did you hear this from Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> um, mm, 
Should your moisturizer change from winter to summer? Do you need to go heavier in the winter? That's an excellent question. And it is so hard to answer because it totally depends on you, the rest of your routine, and, um, and your moisturizer actually. Because there's some moisturizers that like, depending on the routine and your skin, that you can use all year round and have these same results. So there are formulas like that. Um, then, you know, there's lighter moisturizer formulas that work for you in the summer, but don't work as well for you in the winter. Then you might even just add a, a layer of a bit of a more occlusive moisturizer on top, just like a half a pea over the previous moisturizer, the pea of the previous moisturizer. You can add a little half a pea of something just slightly more occlusive and then problem solved. It depends on also, again, the rest of your routine, because if you're just doing the boring basics, then that could be fine. <laughs> but I mean, some people, they have very aggressive skincare routines and in the summer, maybe their skin is able to handle them better. And then in the winter, you can really tell like, oh fuck, it really gets dry and tight and uncomfortable. So in that case, it's not just a matter of improving hydration. You still need to improve hydration, but it's also a matter of adjusting so that you're not drying out the fuck out of your face. You never want to be drying out the fuck out of your skin. Mm -hmm. So something else might need to change in that context, you see? So every context is different, but I hope that gives you some perspective. <laughs> it's a very good question. Is it possible to get rid of acne scars, the whole ones? My answer is usually no. Is it possible to improve their appearance? A little, but what people don't realize is the best way to improve the appearance of them is probably time. The reason why so many people create scarring is because they keep interfering with their skin healing. They never give their skin enough time to heal because skin healing, it takes time. So like the initial healing may feel like it's happening quickly, but a lot of different things are happening within the skin that you don't see, right? And so ultimately it takes for some people a month to fully get back to normal. For some people it could be like three months and for some people a year, it depends on the wound, right? For any of you who are in the beginning of your skincare journey, you need to allow your skin to actually heal. You cannot keep interfering and you cannot aggress your skin and expect it to heal. Remember that this organ is the most amazing and miraculous healer ever, especially when you're young. You cut yourself or blah, blah, blah. And it disappeared some, some scars we have for a long time. It depends on where they are, like on a, on a part where we move a lot. Scarring can happen, obviously. But in general, our skin is incredible. Like I've had clients, I mean, you've seen these before and afters where in the before their skin is severely, severely inflamed with serious clogging. And then in the after, it looks like a baby's butt without any holes. And why? Because she did not interfere with the healing. She wasn't picking. She wasn't leaning over the sink. She wasn't spot treating. She certainly wasn't derma rolling or derma stamping or whatever the fuck the, that stupid ass tool is, right? That is important. And that's just putting it into context. I'm not exactly answering this question, but I want to put it into context because prevention is easier than reversal because reversal of scarring, the holes specifically, is near impossible. And I'm just going to be honest with you because I think you need you know, somebody to be honest with you because it's your hope for scar like reversal, total scar reversal, that will get you to do really invasive things, painful things, expensive things. And ultimately, the ultimate thing that can potentially somewhat help is filler. 
specific filler designed for scarring in particular. I just don't want you guys to be taken for a ride and preyed upon by some, even dermatologists. If you go and be like, can you get rid of the scarring? They'll be like, of course. It's gonna take about eight treatments. Each treatment will be like, I don't know, depends on, on these lasers, 300 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever. Yeah, it's only gonna take about eight treatments and you're gonna have to come back every, whatever, two months. I mean, that would be, you'd wanna have a long time in between treatments so that your skin, once again, has time to actually heal post-treatment because you're trying to stimulate healing and you need to give it time to heal. And sometimes the problem with these types of treatments is doing them too often. Just if the wrong person does them and doesn't understand the nuances, then you can just fuck shit up further, you know? And meanwhile, you're paying, you're paying a lot to get things fucked up. It's a tough one. Scarring is a tough one, <laughs> meaning near impossible to solve, <laughs> okay? So I, I just want you to know how difficult it is so that the people who haven't created the scarring prevent the scarring, but the people that have the scarring don't fall for every promise because there's products that promise to help with scarring. Yeah, fucking right. And then there's all kinds of treatments that promise to help with scarring. And it's like, it's really tough. Like it's really tough. The other thing is some of these people, they get the treatment for the scarring prematurely where their skin hasn't fully, you know, bounced back and healed yet. And then it creates other issues like melasma or something else. It's important not to rush into things, okay, with skin. You could always get the treatment done, but first it's good to think about it 20 times. You know, think it over, get a second, a third, a fifth opinion, you know, really be careful. Uh, Bet says in Denmark, Europe, sunscreen is extremely regulated. So I don't understand why anyone would be afraid of using it. For example, we mostly have chemical sunscreens. Exactly. And European chemical sunscreens are amazing. Absolutely amazing, amazing. I'm just like, European sunscreens, <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sunscreens are incredibly difficult to formulate. And then there's an, the amount of testing that is required for people to be afraid of sunscreens. It's, it should be a crime to like make people afraid of sunscreen. I think it should be a fucking crime. It's insane. It's insane. Ay, ay, ay. Joanna says, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you for your question. Thank you for everyone's questions. It's, it's always fantastic when you guys have good questions and then you inspire the conversation and it, it goes both ways. It's how I prefer it. <laughs> I don't like to sit here and monologue for too long. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you won't make some of these skincare mistakes. I hope that you focus on mastering and perfecting the boring basics because they will take you a long, long way. And again, you can visit my YouTube channel because I will help you with my videos, master the boring basics, okay? And even some advanced things, but really it's good to start with the boring basics, okay? You can visit my website if you need more information because I have blog posts on my website that are extremely, extremely informative especially if I had to choose one article that I recommend to you, it would be the one titled The Problem with Acne Awareness. That article is gonna transform you. It just will. It's my favorite thing I've ever written. Uh, it took months to write, <laughs> like months I worked on this one article because it was just so important to me to get this one out. If there's one thing of mine that you read, I would love it if it was that. And then from there, there's a lot you can read. I mean, I've been writing about this topic for like, I don't know, since, 
I don't know, six years. I don't even know how long. The three-step moisture method article on my blog, that's going to be very useful. There's sunscreen things on my blog. There's cleansers. I mean, there's how to cleanse and all this stuff. Like all of these things are available to you. It's only a matter of you doing your homework. And the most important thing is for you to actually implement these things into real life. And some of you do have serious, you know, and complicated skincare challenges. And if you need further help where, you know, my content is not specific enough for you, then you might need the Skin Queen course. Like that might answer all the questions or the remaining questions you might have, right? And that might just be the thing that you needed all along. And then further, if you just don't want to learn more about this topic, you're just like, I'm done. <laughs> Please do it for me. Then you can work with me and then I will put together an amazing skincare routine. I will help you get your mind sorted so that you don't believe in anything nonsensical about your skin so that you can see your skin clearly so that you're not misdiagnosing or mischaracterizing the problem. And you have an easy and reliable routine that you can just follow, like with very detailed instructions specific to your skin's needs. So all these options are available for you. Please use them because I want you all to have clear skin and an amazing relationship with your skin. Okay? Get your clear skin back. You can do it. Everyone does it, so you can do it. There's absolutely no reason why you can't. Okay? Have yourself a beautiful day. I'm going to go relax now. See you around the internet. Bye!